I am shy. I am never the type of person who could do that. I could never be a business owner. I could never be consistent. I could never exercise every day like Jeff too. Whatever it is, if you're putting that out there, you're furthering that belief in that portion of your identity. And I think that this identity stuff, we're gonna talk about forever because it's such a big part of the game, but what you believe about yourself is dictating what you do and don't do, say and don't say, think and don't think, feel and don't feel. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,135. If you want to find your people, you have to be yourself. Today, for episode number 1,136, don't make this common mistake. We... I think I, we talked about this shortly, or uh, I don't know, what's the proper term? Lightly? We talked about this light, lightly on one of our previous episodes. So it's just going to be a good one. Yeah, just, gonna be a good one. just a heads up. We're recording this week's episodes, and it's Monday, and we didn't do any of our episodes before the live podcast, so now it's 7 p.m., and here we are. We're going to do five episodes, and we're going to get it done. Okay. We got, here we, we got this, man. We got, we this. got this. Professionals. You think we have it after 1,000, uh, over 1,100. We did group coaching, new group of group coaching, and when we do a new group, you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Kev. I'm Alan. One thing you should know about me is this, and this is my intention for the group, and I try to be very observant when people are introducing themselves because you can get a good understanding of how somebody looks at themselves by the way they introduce themselves. Alan, how would you introduce yourself to somebody who had never met you? I'm Jeff. I finish the story. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Jeff. No, uh, it, I, I was actually trying a new introduction I remember and I that. butchered it. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. I, it was the first time I, I did a disclaimer right out of the gate. I said, listen, this is the first time I've introduced myself this way because I wanted to have everyone learn hopefully a little bit through osmosis that like the way you introduce yourself does matter. So I was trying to do that. And so I'm trying to introduce myself this way. My name is Alan Lazarus. I'm the CEO, uh, founder and co-host of Next Level University. I am a, this is the hard part for me. I am a coach, consultant, trainer, speaker, podcaster, and writer. And eventually writer will be author. I just don't have a published book yet. Mm. Um, although I am in process and have been for the last five and a half years. For those of you who have been patient, thank you so much. But yeah, that's the way that I'm introducing myself as of right now. Um, we also have a question in the round robin is what we call this. This round robin introductions is the part of group coaching. And the third question is, what's something someone should know about you uh, that you think someone should know about you? And that also is a tell too. Um, what is something I think I said this in group coaching. I said, I am here to maximize my potential and help other people do the same. Yep. I, no matter what we, no matter who you are, um, I will always find a way to talk about goals and dreams. It's who I am. It's everything I care about and I'm going to help you maximize your potential. So hopefully that's why you're here. Boom. And that's, and it's a about. challenge too, because there's 12 or 13 people in this zoom room. Many of these people don't know each other. They've never met any of the other attendees. So it can get a little, 
it can get a little overwhelming. There was somebody in the group, and when they went to introduce themselves, they got stuck on mute. And they were talking. And I said, hey, just FYI, you're still on mute. It happens all the time. We're in how many Zoom meetings a day? It's, it's common, right? It happens all the time. And this person said, first thing they said was, yep, that is the, the type of thing that I would do. Um, that's kind of me in a nutshell, basically. This person self-identified as I am the type of person that would make that silly mistake. That's just the way it is for me. And I ended up talking to that person behind the scenes later that week or the next week. And I said, hey, I just have to bring this to your attention because I don't know if you noticed this. When you introduced yourself, you immediately introduced yourself with a level of, hey, bad things happen to me. Hey, I'm kind of, I'm kind of somebody who makes simple mistakes. Like you really lowered your own value to yourself when you introduce yourself. I have to let you know that. And this person said, Oh, did I really? I didn't even recognize that. And and then they said, Yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Like I tend to do that. That's the the common mistake that so many of us are making. We are using words to ourselves that we would probably never use to somebody else. We would never say, Well, that person. Of course, that would happen to that person. They're the type of person that would happen to, unless you had some sort of agreement with that person that you could talk to them that way. But even then, it's not necessarily constructive. So many of us, I said this on a speech on Saturday, Alan and I had, I said, yeah, I talk to Alan a lot. And Alan says nice things about me and we have great conversations. But I talk to myself way more than I talk to Alan. I talk to myself way more than I talk to anybody. So my self-talk is unreasonably important. Yeah, Alan can help me when I'm with him, but when I leave, what happens then? Do I change the conversations I have with myself? Do I change the way I look at myself? Do I change the way I perceive myself? Do I change the respect I give myself? So much of our resistance and what we're dealing with is coming from the way we're talking to ourselves. And not just the way you're talking to yourself, but the way you identify yourself. I am shy. I am never the type of person who could do that. I could never be a business owner. I could never be consistent. I could never exercise every day like Jeff too. Whatever it is, if you're putting that out there, you're furthering that belief in that portion of your identity. So that's the, that's the goal today to jam on that a little bit. Kev, you ever had a conversation with me or someone else where it got like really uncomfortable? And uh, yeah, like every day. <laughs> right. So what I think is happening is that whenever you have evidence to the contrary of your current identity, I think it's uncomfortable. Mm. So for example, um, and, and that goes for success or failure. And I can't pretend to know all this yet because this is a fairly new breakthrough that I've had. Because whenever, okay, so whenever Kevin will be behind the scenes, Kevin will say something. So he said something earlier, self-belief is external, self-worth is internal. And I had a moment with him where we broke rapport. And I'm like, I don't know if you're right or you're wrong on that. All I know is we haven't unpacked it enough yet to do an episode on it. And if we are doing one, we'll make sure we prepare for that one. <laughs> um, but my point is this, is that, that that little break in rapport, I think what happens is that whenever we find evidence that is contrary to our current identity, which is the way we see ourselves, I think it gets uncomfortable. And that's why I use the phoenix analogy, because if you've ever seen Harry Potter, there's a phoenix in it called Fox, and Fox burns down, essentially right in front of Harry, and Harry's like, Dumbledore, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't even touch him. Like, your bird just caught fire. Like, what the heck? And Dumbledore's like, relax, Harry. It's a Fox is a phoenix meaning that's supposed to happen. And then you see the little baby fox from the ashes like kind of come out. And, so, and Dumbledore says, I'm sorry, you caught him on a burning day. Mm -hmm. This is the movie, by the way, not the books. 
And so anyways, I think that our old identity actually has to burn down in order for us to blossom into the new version of ourselves that can achieve the better business, better body, better life, whatever. And so to this round robin, this portion, I think one of the reasons why it's so uncomfortable for us, um, and everyone agrees, the round robin, by the way, if you want to do group coaching, um, don't be, don't freak out. Everyone does the round robin and it is optional. If you want to opt out of it, you can. Okay. But it is awkward and it is challenging and it's uncomfortable even for Kevin and I, because it's the first time we've been in a room with these 12 other people. Hey, I'm Alan. How, how goes it? Right. That kind of thing. It is. It's just awkward. But it's awkward for everyone. And I think one of the reasons why is because we're all trying to figure out in real time, okay, how does this room perceive me? You know, what do I think of myself? How do I introduce my new version of myself? And are they going to like me? Are they going to accept me? Uh, Am I going to belong? You know, and I think that what this episode is kind of about is how do you make sure that you take that belonging and that desire to belong and try to do it to yourself. Like, do you accept you? Do you like the way you are? Do you have beliefs that are empowering? I'll give you one more example. On the phone with a client who actually was in group six or seven, I forget which, and she was talking to me, and, and a lot of times um, this person is just, catching me up because I'm doing monthly coaching now. So it's like a full month. So it's like catch me up is where I where I start typically. And then usually my mind will hone in on like, okay, that's what we have to work on. So she's just talking, catching me up. And she's like, well, she's telling me all these stories and all these things that have been going on in her life. And she's like, well, I'm the type of person that always figures it out eventually. So honestly, I think I'm going to do it. There's this new opportunity um, with horses that she's going to consider. And she's like, well, I don't really know if it's going to work out, but usually I'm scared, but I'm the type of person who it always, always finds a way to make it work. And I remember thinking to myself while she was talking, that's interesting. She believes that she's the type of person who always finds a way to make it work out. I said, what an empowering belief. And so if you're out there watching or listening to this, do you hold that belief about yourself? Are you the type of person who always finds a way to make it work? How empowering is that? right? Now, that also means she has to stay consistent with that identity so that when things get tough, she can't just quit. Kevin's arm, never quit, kid, right? So sometimes quits kid if he doesn't like his job, joking. (laughs) But here's my point. How would you describe you? How are you describing yourself to other people? And what are the implications of that? And I think that this identity stuff we're going to talk about forever because it's such a big part of the game. But what you believe about yourself is dictating what you do and don't do, say and don't say, think and don't think, feel and don't feel. And it's really important to like check in on that constantly. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we've talked about it and Talon's point, we'll talk about it again. It's probably seems overly simplistic, but when you think of when you're journaling or when you're doing positive affirmations, I mean, that's really what started everything for me is positive affirmations. Every night What'd before you I say? every night before I went to bed, I would say, I am talented, I am handsome, I am worthy, I am intelligent, and this year I'm gonna make the most money I've ever made in my life. <laughs> I literally did. And I ended up making the most year, uh, the most money I've ever made, and then everything else burned to the ground after that. But you know <laughs> I'd I, say you're all of those things though. It's interesting. I think that They all the, came true. The, yeah, they they did. In the beginning, it's all Sometimes that's all you can do. 
I was going to make a joke and say four out of five came true. <laughs> I'll take it. Because <laughs> you're not handsome. It. I was that? fucking with you. You're 80%? very handsome. I'm joking. 80%? Yeah. <laughs> Alan said when we got on the mics today, he's like, hey, man, you look like healthier than you did last week. I wasn't certain if you were going to make it through last week. And I said, yeah, man, me either. <laughs> me either. Last week was a, a rough one. I, I just think that depending on where you are, if you've never done self-improvement, awesome place to start. Check your self-talk. If you've been doing self-improvement for five years and you haven't checked in in four and a half years... Again, great place to start. There's always a there's always room for improvement. Even with Alan and I, we joke because we have rapport and we understand each other. But I check Alan behind the scenes sometimes and say, "Hey, I maybe reframe to this," because I catch yeah. you sometimes saying stuff. It's like, "Yeah, you can say that. You can tell the truth. You don't have to pretend you're not good at that. That's not good." Yeah. And sometimes I'll say I suck, and you're like, "No, you don't suck." Yeah. And it's like you know I'm joking. So sometimes, yeah. But there's but been times where. Yeah, you say like, well, you know, I'm smart or whatever. It's like, come on, man. What do you mean? Or whatever. What are you talking about? You know, that, that type of stuff. So yeah. find, make sure you got people in your corner. That's the other thing too. That's one of the, it's so important to have the right community because guess what? In some communities, people get insecure when you actually say, I am a great speaker. I am a great podcaster. I am great with money. I'm, I'm not, I'm getting better with money, right? I am a great partner. I am very in shape. I am very consistent. I am very disciplined. You, If you say that around somebody who's insecure, they might not give you that. They might say, well, that's a little arrogant, isn't it? Isn't that arrogant? And then you might start to identify as, well, if I lean into my greatness, I am arrogant. If I lean into my greatness, I'm selfish. Yeah, and then everything shifts. But you have to understand what that means to you and what ultimately you want your identity to be and what you want to say about yourself. It's so interesting. If you let, but again, there's, there's both sides of this coin. If there's somebody very positive in your life and they're pouring into you, it might benefit you to take some of their words and adopt them. Take some of their sentences and adopt them. Take some of their adjectives that they say about you and adopt them. But it also goes in the other end. This is why it's so important to have the right people in your circle because that can really Jeff your self-talk. Really Jeff your self-talk. So group coaching was definitely an experience for me. Getting to know the people was was really, really cool. Everybody's kind of moving towards the same goal. And I definitely started to see the value in what Kevin and Alan were presenting to us. PPT for me was something that was really huge. I was looking for a system to help me kind of keep track of of the things that I had to do every day to make sure that I was productive. I feel like I got so much value out of it and I am so grateful that I took the leap and I decided to join. Uh, Kev, early on, remember when, it was before we were together on the finances and we both had our own departments. I was running uh, my own coaching practice and you had Next Level Podcast Solutions and yes. we were trying to make that work somehow. Yeah. Um, and eventually we merged. And you were talking about like how I coach mm. and I remember trying to share with you, I, I think I was in the whiteboard in the studio and I probably made some esoteric framework, Most likely. but, <laughs> but it really came down to like, when I was explaining, can you, you were something along the lines of like, can you coach me on how you coach? Like, what is, what are you doing like with these people? Right. And I went down the rabbit hole and I won't do that here, but what it came down to is Kevin was helping people with tactics on how to achieve things and I was helping them with their identity and you need both 
because when you have the right tactic and you get a new result with that tactic, you end up with a new identity. I'm the type of person who achieves that result. So tactics are helpful, but what's most important is what you believe about yourself and the implications of that. And so one layer deeper before we go here is not only do you have to be careful on how you describe yourself and making sure that that's accurate, not inflated or deflated, but you also have to understand the implications of that in terms of your results. So for example, if you want a, a, a better body, uh, I'll give you this story real quick. I was on the phone with a client relationship talk. So, uh, you know, Emilia and I do it together. We're a couple and then we coach couples. Awesome. Four-way coaching. So cool. But anyways, um, the, the female in the relationship was uh, uh, trying to get in better shape. And the male in the relationship wanted to go to the gym with the female and, and she wasn't really into fitness as much as he was. And so we're trying to find the root cause of this this disconnect they're having. Totally understandable, totally common, not a, not a big deal. And she was talking about, well, yeah, like, and I was like, okay, well, what's your dream physique? Like, who's someone who inspires you in fitness? And she's like, oh, well, my friend does. Like, her physique is great. And she's like, yeah, but she's one of those fit chicks or whatever. And I'll never forget it because I was like, ah, there it is. See, there it is. Subconsciously, you're afraid to become a fit chick. But yet you want the results of a fit chick. So you got to be careful of that identity, right? You can't ha- you can't want an athletic physique without wanting to be an athlete. You can't want, you know, success in business without wanting to be a business person. And I think it's important to to just check in on that. Like how are you describing yourself and what are the implications in terms of results? Because most likely a lot of the results that you want to achieve that you haven't achieved yet, I'm sure there's some layer where it's like you haven't described yourself that way yet. That's why I'm calling myself an author or a writer rather because I want to I want to and then every time I write every morning that's a vote for the type of person I want to become that's a uh, uh, James Clear quote so not only am I saying I'm a writer but I'm also acting on that so that eventually one day I actually can manifest being a really successful author because that's a dream of mine mm. I've even said behind the scenes like we have to be careful about what we joke about regarding you and I like you know, we're not, uh, whatever it is, like, we're not great speakers. You know, we, ah, we suck. That sucked. Versus like, no, we're actually really good at what we do. It just wasn't up to our standards. And again, right. I think you and I are very conscious of it. I'm sorry. I have something in my eye. You and I are very conscious of it. So I don't think that would leak into our identities, but you never know. I mean, is that hurting our self-worth when we do that? Maybe, maybe at times. I'm sure at some level. So we've talked about that behind the scenes. So I, I think I, it's nobody, funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> I, do, I, do. I think it's funny too. I think it's funny too. At the expense of our self-worth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would have been able to handle that at the beginning. At the yeah. beginning, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was the type of person who could handle serious truth like that. Well, if we were beaten up, I probably wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's a whole nother conversation, which is when I was down, I had a really tough morning, Saturday morning. Um, and I was really down on myself. I wasn't feeling good about myself. And I told, I told Emilia, I really need to like do something, um, to heal like self-care and R and R because I just want to, I feel wounded and I want to heal, you know? Um, and so like, I'm not going to be really hard on myself when I'm in that emotional, vulnerable, not feeling good about me state. But sometimes when I'm riding high and I'm flying and I'm feeling good, I think it's important important for us to be playful with stuff like that because 
because we can get way better. And honestly, some of those speeches did suck, yeah, you know, for sure. but that, I think that's the, the five that you got to stay at five and you got to be careful the when and where. So it, it gets very nuanced. I had a, and I won't go into detail, but there was somebody who I knew and this person, when they were choosing their Instagram handle, it was something that was very indicative of what they believed about themselves. Basically something along the lines of just a regular person, just a regular guy. And while it's funny and it's a, it's a joke and it's a joking thing, and when you're 15, you're probably not really consciously thinking of what your handle on Instagram is, but that's a really good representation of what that person thought about themselves. I was never quit kid. That was mine. I said, you know, I'm going to create an Instagram. I don't know what even what Instagram is, but I have never quit tattooed on my arm. I'm going to be the never quit kid. And, that and that's how life. I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely that part Can of my identity. That, quick? <laughs> that I didn't uh, do suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I No, but I think it's important because I think that saved your life. I do. I remember, was, by the way, before I, before I ever worked with you, I recognized mm-hmm. that handle. That So it's interesting, and I don't talk often about this because, again, when I'm telling my story on other podcasts, it just takes too long. But I was, my partner and I lived in Dorchester. It's just, it's outside of Boston. And we lived in this really nice three, three-story apartment. We shared it with another couple. And at this point, I was doing my weatherization job, so I was on the road a lot. But that also meant that I had sporadic random off time where I'd just be home for a couple days and I would just hang out and play video games because I didn't, I wasn't worried about money. I was just kind of hanging out. It was like a little vacation. And I liked it because I was on the road. It gave me time to R&R. But one, one day I was home alone. Everybody else was at work and I wasn't at work. And we, our bedroom was in the, the loft on the third story. And I remember I was playing duty. I was playing Call of Duty, just sitting on the bed. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. And crushing it. I was crushing it. And I remember... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what depression was at that point. I just felt the best way to explain it is everything was gray. And I was just like hopeless. I wasn't excited for the future. I didn't know what life was supposed to be, but I knew if that's what life was, I didn't want to do it. And I wasn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was like suicidal, but I was definitely having suicidal ideations. And I didn't want to be here because if this is what life is, I don't want to keep doing this. Like it's dull, it's gray, it's not exciting. There's got to be more than this. And... I remember thinking to myself that how ironic and how ashamed I would be if I took my own life and somebody came in and saw never quit tattooed on my arm. Like I literally thought that. So that is one of the reasons why it's one of the reasons why I'm still here for sure. And this is the other thing too. Now you also have to be very careful. My, so one of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, he says he has a book called your one word and it's all about your one word and kind of how you identify as a human being. And mine was resilience. My one word is resilience. You got to be careful with the word you choose too, because that's going to determine, I get, think of it this way. How many things have I put myself through that I might not put myself through if my word wasn't resilience? Mm-hmm. That's another way to look how long did you it. stay in pain when you right. could have innovated your way out? Right. Had so you that's not, a whole, yeah. that's a whole nother thing. While empowering, I think resilience is a very empowering word. It also, to Alan's point, there are going to be downsides that come with that word that you might have to deal with. So that's another thing. Anything Pros and cons to everything, brother. That's fire. It was a great episode. Okay. I dig that very much. Next for level. The story. Of course. Of course. And when I said I didn't suicide, I wasn't I wasn't trying to make a joke of that. I just didn't know what story. Oftentimes you'll you'll hear Alan say, Hey, you want to tell that story? 
And it's like, I'm not entirely sure what story you're talking about because mm -hmm. we have a lot of a lot of stories we've told on this podcast. Read my minds. I'm brother. trying. Your mind is is there's a lot going on up there. There's some stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially today. Next, Level Nation. I know uh, we didn't give it quite a shining endorsement, but we have our ninth round of group coaching starting on January 3rd. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know the part? What is it? When he does that? In the, what uh, movie Superbad? That? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I just did and you didn't see it. No, I was, look, I was, reading, the, I was reading the text below. Group okay. nine starts on January 3rd, 2022. Again, Maybe you are afraid of introducing yourself. This is a good way for you to get out of your comfort zone and do it. <laughs> if you're, I'm just if you're listening, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, Alan's smirking at me weirdly like I have chocolate or something. <laughs> no, you're good. You're what good. do you want to talk about, man? Group coaching, January 3rd, 2022. The link's in the show notes. Uh, I want to meet our listeners. So nice. we're going to put a link in the show notes to a half an hour on my calendar. And if you've never done any sort of coaching before, and you're wondering, dipping your toe into this identity work, whatever it is, uh, coaching, my coaching is very aspirational. So, you know, come in, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about, about what you want to achieve. And then we'll just go to work. I'm not going to sell you coaching. I just want to meet the listeners. Um, you know, I'll probably send you an email after saying, Hey, here's the landing page. If you ever do want to consider it, give it a try. Um, there's really no strings attached. And what I said on another podcast episode was this, don't feel guilty. Like I love to do this and I love to meet the listeners. And I also, it helps me learn. It helps me learn how to help more people, you know? And, and one of the reasons why Kevin and I can add so much value on this show is because we've met so many listeners and learned about their struggles and their challenges. And so, um, at very least I'd love to meet you and, uh, I, I look forward to helping you out. Next level nation tomorrow for episode number still blows my mind. 1,137. How do I make unlearning less overwhelming when you are aware of many of the potential jeffings you have made in the past that can be very overwhelming so that q a is based around that question as always we love you appreciate you grateful for each and every one of you and at nlu we do not have fans we have family we will talk to you all tomorrow please reach out Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.